Hello and welcome to our Grains Convo podcast series brought to you by the Department of Primary Industries and Regional Development. These short podcasts aim to assist grain growers by delving deeper into our research projects that target crop protection, crop production, soils and genetics in broadacre crops. I would like to acknowledge the Noongar people on the land I'm recording this podcast and the Aboriginal people of the many other lands Deepherd operates. I would also like to pay my respects to Elders past, present and emerging. My name is Amber Atkinson and I'm the Grains Communications Manager based at Deepherd's Perth office. Today I'm talking with Deepherd Senior Plant Pathologist and Project Leader Manisha Shankar about her work in genetics and yellow spot resistance. Hi Manisha, welcome to the Grains Convo podcast. How are you? I'm good, thanks for having me Amber. Wonderful to have you. Um, can you please tell us a bit about your role at Deepherd? Sure. So as you've said already, I'm a senior plant pathologist at DeepHerd and my program mainly focuses on enhancing disease resistance in various crops. Now, this is done through the development of genetic knowledge and genetic resources. And over the last 25 years or so, I have established research and development in this field across a number of national and international projects. And this has resulted in the identification of several new resistant genes for important diseases of cereals as well as leupins. Also, I should add uh, that this has resulted in the development of highly resistant germplasm, which is crucial for breeding resistant varieties. And uh, let me go in addition to this research. My program also provides vital disease screening support to various breeding companies, research organizations, as well as um, molecular marker programs. And this screening is actually pivotal, not only in providing accurate estimation of resistant levels to various diseases in commercial varieties as well as breeding material, but it is also very crucial in monitoring the effectiveness of uh, the existing resistance genes. So yeah, that's that's what um, I deal with at DPERD, Amber. That's incredible, Manisha. Um, so what led you into this field of work? It's obviously a very broad range of things that you're working on. So this, I'm really excited to learn how you um, came down this path. Well, um, genetics was always my favourite subject right from my school days. And um, I used to be especially fascinated by human genetics in particular as it helped explain a lot of things like what makes you unique, why you look like other members of your family, and especially why you have a certain eye color or type of hair, etc. And later when I learned about Mendel's laws of inheritance, I was even more fascinated by how genes can be dominant and recessive and how genes interact and lead to the expression of a particular trait. It was also exciting. 
So I ended up doing my PhD in mycology and plant pathology with genetics and uh, biochemistry as additional subjects. And it was during my PhD studies um, that I realized the importance of disease resistance and how it could be improved through genetics. And since then, uh, my main interest has been in the genetic enhancement of disease resistance. Amazing, Manisha. Um, now, speaking about genetics, are you able to explain to our audience how genetics relates to plant disease resistance? Sure. So genetics is the science of genes and how traits are passed on from one generation to the next. And these genes are made of a chemical called DNA or deoxyribose nucleic acid. And this DNA is actually packed into thread-like structures called chromosomes, which are present in the nucleus of each cell of every living thing. So this DNA is actually an amazing chemical, you know, it contains all the information cells need to make a plant a plant, or say a fish a fish, or, or even you amber as amber, you know, you're amber because of your genes. Now, a, a gene is actually a segment of this DNA that imparts a particular trait to the organism. For example, uh, there's a specific gene that imparts your eye color, a specific gene that imparts your height, and so on. And coming then to plant genetics. So, plant genetics is the study of genes, specifically in plants. And plant genes impart specific traits to plants, such as plant architecture, plant height, plant maturity, and also plant disease resistance. So a resistance gene then is a gene that provides disease resistance to the plant against a particular pathogen. I hope it's, it's not too complicated. And several of these resistant genes from different sources are crucial for genetic enhancement and durability of disease resistance. Uh, let me just add that um, genetic enhancement is also known as pre-breeding. And in recent times, pre-breeding has become an essential planned part of all plant breeding activities. The main objective of pre-breeding for disease resistance is to increase the efficiency of breeding by providing breeding programs with firstly, genetic knowledge about the resistance genes that are present in existing varieties or breeding lines. Secondly, identifying new genes within the national and international germplasm. And thirdly, developing improved lines by stacking these genes in adapted regional backgrounds, which can then be readily utilized as parents by breeding programs. So yeah, that, that's um, in the gist of, you know, genetics of plant disease resistance. Now, I've been reading recently that you've been doing some work with yellow spot resistance. Can you tell us a bit about this wheat disease? Yeah. 
So yellow spot weed is more widely known as tan spot globally and it is caused by the fungus Pyronophora tritici repentis. And this disease has increased in prominence in recent years, not only in Australia, but also around the world, mainly due to implementation of new farm practices such as minimum tillage, reduced stubble burning, increased weed after weed cropping, and the use of susceptible varieties. Now, in Western Australia, this disease often occurs as a complex together with another disease, which is called nodorum blotch. So both these diseases are actually a combined target for resistance breeding. Now, yellow spot can result in up to 50% yield loss, which is quite a bit, and this equates to about $212 million per annum Australia-wide. So you can see how big the impact of this disease is. Uh, the yellow spot fungus is necrotrophic. Now that means that it kills the plant's uh, cells as it progresses through the host tissues. So it mainly affects the leaves and produces typical eye-spotting lesions which have a distinct tan color center and, it, and they have a like, yellow halo. So that's why it's got its name, you know, from the symptoms tan spot or yellow spot. And um, as the disease progresses, it produces large blotchy necrotic area on the leaves. And this reduces uh, the chlorophyll and the photosynthesis. And finally, the yield is also affected. So that's um, the symptoms of yellow spot. Regarding where it is most problematic in WA, well, the disease usually occurs throughout the wheat belt and its impact varies greatly from season to season and also between locations. It is more of a problem in farming systems uh, that use susceptible varieties, wheat after wheat cropping and stubble retention. And another thing is the weather conditions. Now these are quite important uh, where risk factors are concerned. So infection is much greater where moist conditions extend over longer periods during the growing season. Now you've recently completed some exciting work in yellow spot research. Uh, can you tell us about this work? Yeah, Amber. So I have recently completed a 10-year national project uh, which was led by DPERD and it was co-funded by GRDC. Other project participants were the University of Adelaide, uh, Agriculture Victoria, University of Southern Queensland and also Curtin University. Now, I think I'll just give you a quick background on this project before I tell you the achievements. So up until recently, uh, very few resistant genes had been identified and mapped in the Australian germplasm. And there's only one yellow spot resistant gene, which was called TSN1, which was known to the breeding programs. So just one gene, that's all that was known. So the aim of the project was firstly, to identify new genes for yellow spot resistance in both Australian as well as overseas germplasm. Secondly, to develop a series of fixed lines, each carrying yellow spot genes from two or more resistant sources in elite Australian backgrounds, which could then be used as parents in resistant breeding. And thirdly, 
to enhance resistance by combining genetic variability within the Australian germplasm. So yeah, those were, were the aims and quite high-flying aims of the project, but the project was very successful. And under this project, we developed rapid and reliable disease screening techniques, which helped us identify and map 20 new yellow spot resistant genes from 17 mapping populations that we developed using both Australian as well as international sources of resistance. And of these 20 genes, there were five genes which had major effects on reducing disease severity. And we then combined these genes or stacked them in various combinations along with the known gene TSN1 into adapted and elite Australian backgrounds. So we produced three, four, and six gene combinations for Western and Southern regions. And we produced three gene combinations for the Northern region. And in addition to this, we could validate that these lines with stacked genes show significant gen genetic gain. And now these lines have been delivered to various breeding companies and they are crucial for resistance breeding. In addition to this, we were also successful in combining genetic variability within the Australian germplasm by developing a population from a complex four-way cross. Now this population is known as MAGIC population, which stands for multi-parent advanced generation intercross. So the four-way complex cross involved four parents with different sources of yellow spot resistance. So we're basically trying to combine these four different sources from you know the commercial parents. And these parents included GBA Ruby, H45, King Rock, and Magenta. So we produced 1,503 lines of this population and tested them for seedling resistance at various national sites. And last year we tested a selection of lines with good seedling resistance at the adult plant stage at South Perth, both under controlled environment and in the field. And we identified 11 lines with very high levels of resistance which was effective at various growth stages as well as environments. So these magic lines are, are so highly resistant and so crucial for resistant breedings that, well, it's just the cream of the cream. And uh, they have been delivered to, to the breeding companies. And yeah, let's hope um, yeah, we'll have some good resistant varieties in the future using these lines. That sounds really exciting. Um, how has that uh, particular research benefited the grains industry and what could this mean in 10 years' time? Well, uh, in addition to the improved scientific knowledge and resources, outcomes of this research will be the development of varieties which will be highly resistant to yellow spot. And we expect that in 10 years time, there will be a minimum of 50% increase in growers adoption of wheat varieties with improved yellow spot resistance. This will benefit the growers through increased yields resulting in premium grain prices. Fantastic. Thanks, Manisha. 
You have just listened to Manisha Shankar from DeepHerd. More information on plant genetics and yellow spot resistance can be found on the DeepHerd website at www.agric.wa.gov.au. If you like this podcast, you can download and subscribe to DeepHerd's Grains Combo podcast series on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. My name is Amber Atkinson and thank you for listening.